Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Unfreakable Podcast, where we read and rate oddly sounding books so you don't have to. Today, we, we, we will be talking about the novel Perfume by Patrick Susskind. Right, well, first of all, let me give you a brief biography of who Patrick Susskind was and some background with the story Perfume. Susskind was a German writer and screenwriter who actually rose to fame because of Perfume. Perfume was rejected many times by publishing companies before it was finally published in 1985 by Diogenes. Now Perfume has sold more than 20 million copies and has been translated into numerous different languages. Much of the author's life remains much of a mystery as he lives a fairly reclusive life and doesn't really go out much for the media to see him. Now, let's move on to the book itself. For those of you who haven't read the book yet, don't worry, I'll fill you in. Perfume follows the life of John Baptiste Grongwin, a man who was subject to infanticide by his mother and was born with no smell. People who took care of him went crazy near him because they believed that he was the devil simply because he didn't have a smell. Although Grongwin had a lack of smell, he definitely has a knack for smelling them and is able to identify any smell near him and pick up smells from miles away. This leads to him to become a perfumist and create his own scents. He becomes infatuated by this practice and goes on to many journeys in order to find the perfect scent. And, well, first things first, I thought that this book was pretty amazing. But initially, my views on perfume were not so positive. On paper, it sounds like utter garbage and most likely written by a crazy person. I mean... Come on, it's about a hermit who murders girls, strips them and takes their hair, and then extracts their scent by using fat. Not only that, he manages to create a a scent so intoxicating that it drives an entire crowd into making love with each other. Like, talk about being a crowd pleaser. But like, yeah, if you're trying to recommend this book to someone by describing it that way, don't expect them to drop everything to read it and go crazy as if they're hearing the second coming of Harry Potter is coming out. But overall, this novel had a lot of good themes and literary elements driving it. And as I read it and got over how disturbing the plot was, it was really a nice book. Some way, somehow, Susskind was able to visualize smell in such a vivid and surreal way in text. The way smells are described in this book are so descriptive that it's like you're actually smelling it yourself. Allow me to provide an excerpt from the book. When Susskind describes Paris, he writes that, It was a mixture of human and animal smells, of water and stone and ashes and leather, of soap and fresh baked bread and eggs boiled in vinegar, of noodles and smoothly polished brass, of sage and ale and tears, of grease and soggy straw and dry straw. Thousands upon thousands of odors formed an invisible gruel that filled the street ravines, only seldom evaporating above the rooftops and never from the ground below. Yeah, so we are bombarded with the plethora of smells and yet somehow we are able to feel as if we are in Paris ourselves smelling it all and yeah well and moving on to characters characterized we have a bunch of unique characters in this story that do not really have the typical characteristics of your everyday story our protagonist Grandui is a small inconspicuous and quite possibly an ugly man who only cares for smell Even though he is our protagonist, he most definitely is not the hero. He lacks a moral compass and has a vast distaste for humanity 
and manipulates people for his own benefit. Yet, his supernatural, supernatural sense of smell and interesting perspective on this world keeps the, interested, keeps the readers interested in him and hooked on to him. And at times, he almost has us rooting for him to complete his goals if you bar the fact that he had to murder to achieve it. And then we have some side characters. For example, Baldini, one of Gonwe's first employers and the man who taught him how to be a perfumer. Perfumer. Baldini was very manipulative, and once he saw Granui's natural talent towards making perfume, he immediately capitalized on his ingenious to create many perfumes that would make him lots of money. So now, I'm pretty sure we can see where Granui's manipulative nature came from. And we can also see where Granui's inhumanity was influenced by. When Granui found out that he couldn't extract scents from everything and fell into a fatal state of depression, Baldini didn't care that he was lying on his deathbed. Rather, he wanted to extract the last amount of recipes that Granui could muster out of his bio-filled mouth. So, eventually, Granui comes back to, his, to life. like He rises from the dead, basically, and he leaves Baldini, as he should. And Baldini proceeds to die in a river scene. So, yeah, this guy wasn't really likable. And, after, and it seems like there is a common trait in all the characters in this book, in the sense that none of them really have likable qualities or traits. Take ex Exhibit B, Antoine Riches. This man actually doesn't seem too bad at first. He's simply a father who wishes to protect his child from an unknown murder, murderer to, known to kill pretty girls. Pretty much everything about him seems cool and all, until we read that he is infatuated by his own daughter. I mean, seriously, Suskin, couldn't we have at least one decent character in this book? Not only are all of the characters in this novel pretty much unlikable, they also all crave for power, which is a pretty important theme in this novel, I feel. I think power is pretty much the driving force for many characters in this novel. For example, Baldini took in Granui because he saw that Granui could help him build an empire and control the perfume industry in Paris and almost the entire world if it wasn't for Granui leaving him. And then there's Antoine Riches, who partly wanted his daughter alive so that she could be married off to a rich and influential baron. So, as we can see here, almost every character's actions in this novel were to rise in power and gain more control of the environments around them. And they used it, they managed to gain more power by the manipulation of Grand Wee. And that brings us into another big theme in this novel, which would be social status. This theme is mostly shown through Grand Wee's progression from a tanner's apprentice to a god of the people. Granui is at first really nothing. He's a bastard child who could also be the spawn of the devil, but as he progresses in his perfume making and also his killing, he eventually becomes almost God himself, which is quite ironic as people believe him to be a devil. And he becomes this God through his perfected perfume. It's quite amazing really how he goes from a tick to a king and then all the way back down to nothing when he gets eaten by the crowd. And speaking of ticks, Another huge theme was comparing Granui to a tick. Similar to how a tick sucks blood out of humans like a parasite, Granui steals the lives and scents of girls in order to develop his own perfumes. In the end, all of these themes show the complexity of the novel perfume and also show what makes this book so good. Alright, so we've talked enough about the novel. How about I lay a, a little fun quiz for all those listeners out there who have read Perfume? So, 
Question 1. What was the name of the method Granby used to extract the scent? Was it A. Extraction B. Inception C. Enfleurage or D. Compression If you said C. Enfleurage, you would be correct. Question 2. What is not a theme of perfume? This is something that we've talked about in the podcast. Is it A, social status, B, money, or C, power? If you said B, money, you are most definitely correct. Alright, now here we have question three. What city did Cronry not visit? A, grass, B, Paris. C. Montpellier or D. Bordeaux You guessed it. The correct answer was D. Bordeaux. If you got all of these questions correct, congratulations. You really are a fan of perfume. And now... Here's another challenge that I have for all of you listeners out there. I want you guys to create a perfume that Grand Wee would make in the novel. Give me a name and description of it, send it to me at the address I have on my website, and I will reveal it on the next Unfreakable Unfreakable YouTube channel. You guys can send me the most disgusting thing ever, and I'll still rate it. It could be something from human odor, smell of a doorknob to heck even the smell of a a light bulb i don't care just send it to me and i'll review it i can't wait to see what you guys give to me anyways that's all for today day folks catch us next time when we look at how to live safely in a science fictional universe by charles Yu. this is the unfreakable podcast signing out have a good night